TJ Lang is here in studio. We'll, we'll wrap up the 2022 NFL season with a look ahead to the 2023 season and particularly the Detroit Lions. How are you, Teach? I'm doing well, man. Good. Condolences to you and your Eagles. I yes. Heard you had a, heard you had a meltdown Sunday night. Oh, um, <laughs> no, yeah. No, that was pretty funny. <laughs> you lost yeah. the TV. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. A little bit yeah. That, was, that was not me. I was actually... <laughs> I was actually okay with it. It was a great game. I, great I saw game. them win the Super Bowl. And, uh, hey, their quarterback played magnificent. I thought they got out-coached a little bit at the end in the second half. Yeah. But, you that, know. That was the difference. I mean, the coaching adjustments in the second half. Yeah. Um, and I thought an underrated part of it was, you know, obviously uh, after the game and then yesterday, a lot of people talking about how uh, bad the field was, right? A lot of slipping <laughs> and sliding around. But – I thought the Chiefs made a good adjustment. I mean, they knew the Eagles were running man-to-man, and they started running a lot of those pivot, uh, routes. pivot routes. And, you know, the DB the defensive back started sliding around the field a little bit. And um, that made a difference in the couple of the touchdowns we saw were the same play. And I thought it made a difference in the, in the crucial holding call, too. I thought Bradbury had to grab him or else, you know, with the field conditions, he might have went down. Um, I thought it was just a good adjustment by Andy Reid calling more of those uh, quick hitch, you know, double move type uh, routes to get the guys slipping around a little bit, get them off their game. But it was uh, it was a fantastic game. It's, it stinks that a call was made late like that, um, you know, to kind of overshadow. Because, yeah, we all wanted to see that thing go down to the wire, right? Yeah. right? Um, but I wasn't mad at the officiating. I mean, I, that didn't upset me at all because I, I it was a penalty. Yeah. Like it just was. But Got to call it. Here's, here's my question, and we talked about this yesterday. And you are a big fan of other sports as well, particularly hockey. I believe, and I thought it was, we want to call it ticky tack or not. It was, he, look, he admitted he, he grabbed him for a brief second, but it did hamper him. I'm not going to say that it was a bad call. But earlier in the game, they were letting that go. And if you're going to be consistent, call that way the whole game. Now, do you want, personally, in any sport, when it comes down to the end, unless it's blatant, like the Saints, Rams, or something like that, I basically want the referees to swallow the whistle to a certain extent. I know you being a hockey fan. If, you have, if, if it's overtime in the Stanley Cup playoffs, you'll love the fact that they basically let them play. And you'll really, it really has to be a something that, you know, a breakaway where you pull a guy down. You don't want to have an overtime in a hockey game. Well, we're going to call it a, a holding the stick penalty. Yeah. I mean, that's but crap. I, I, I also think that I fit into the category with most people that you want consistency. Yeah. Right? And uh, sure, you're going to have, uh, you know, examples where, oh, they didn't call it this time. Well, there's not the referees don't see everything. Right. They don't see everything that we do on TV. We get 19 different replays of incredible HD and slow motion, and we yep. all wonder why they didn't call. You know what I mean? But I, I, I just want consistency with it, and I think that, that that look, it was a penalty. I mean, people say, "Well, ball was overthrown anyways." Well, he was grabbed at the line of scrimmage. You know, if he doesn't get grabbed there, he might be open by five, six yards. At, by the end of that play, the ball wasn't you know in the vicinity, but. You know, Juju Smith-Schuster still had him beat by two or three yards. Mm-hmm. If he beats him right off the line of scrimmage, that might be a quick touchdown. It now might be rush, an easy pitch that, and right, catch. Now it might just be a lob up, you know, but Mahomes has to hold it a little bit. That allows the rush to get there. Uh, if that, if that's, if that's, you know, not called, first of all, you know, if it wasn't called, would that have been fair to the Chiefs, you know, to say, right. oh, I'm sorry, it's late, we're not calling it. Yeah, you know, change the rule book. Give them a chance to go score, yeah. right? Um, I know. But it's, it's I, I, don't, I don't believe in this, you know, Oh, it was kind of this. Oh, it was this, but you know, weak. Like, if it was a, 
you know, minor face mask. You know, where the guy doesn't rip you, uh, the guy's helmet off, but he grabs the face mask and twists. Are we going to be sit here and say, oh, I mean, he, he grabbed it, but barely. You know, No, you're not. You're going to be like, it was a face mask. It was a penalty. It sucks that it was called in that right. moment right. because we all wanted to see, uh, you know, what could have been an epic ending. Yes. Um, but I, I wasn't upset ab- ab- about the call. It just, it is what it is, man. The guy yeah. made a mistake. The ref was looking right at him. And uh, unfortunately, got caught. So, and there's a lot of shoulda, coulda, woulda in that situation. Oh, yeah. If Bradbury, you know, if he could take it back, I'm sure he would and say, "Hey, I want to try and actually defend him." But Patrick Mahomes at that time, he saw it when it happened and throws the ball out of bounds. If it's not called, and you have a quarterback that is trying to force something in there at that moment, safety's over the top. Now that hold forces an interception that shouldn't have even happened because it should have been a penalty at the line of scrimmage. And if you're just swallowing the whistle, you force situations like that to happen. Then we're dogging the quarterback for a situation that was created because of a lack of calling and identifying a penalty when it happened. Yeah. But the, the route, though, originally, I don't think was supposed to be what, what it turned out to be, like a wheel route almost. It was supposed to go, and then the holding kind of changed the route to a certain extent. So yeah, I, it was I just like that. a little you know, kind of in and out. I mean, and, and then he turned it into a wheel route once he got. But I thought, even watching the replay, I mean, you could see Mahomes is looking at him at the start of the play. Right. Uh, and it's not open, so he kind of has to drift back a little bit. Well, if he doesn't hold him and he's wide open, you know, he lobs that in. Right. That could it's be a touchdown, gone, yeah. right? Um, which, honestly, <laughs> probably would have been the best-case scenario for the Eagles, right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, they score a touchdown. Great. We got two clock. minutes left without right. seven. Exactly. Right? The, the worst thing there was a penalty. Yeah. Um, or, right, you know, that, letting up a first down on the third and nine. It, it was just uh, – yeah, it just is what it is. But I wasn't upset about it. I thought it stunk because, yeah, we all wanted to see, oh, man, what if Philly did get the ball. But at the same time – you know, if they don't make that call and Philly goes down and scores a touchdown, like now the Chiefs have a good complaint, right? How are so, how impressed it is what it is. how impressed were you with the Kansas City offensive line? Because that was everybody talked about how the Eagles offensive line is the best in football, and they played well, but the Chiefs offensive line held up, and a team that led the league in sacks really didn't get close to Mahomes. Now a lot of that was they got rid of the ball quick, but yeah. still, well they hit him a couple times. I mean, but they didn't uh, change the game. They didn't wreck the game. No, right, and I think. Look, a lot of that, too, is it has to do with, I mean, the field conditions. Bad field conditions are going to favor the offensive line 100% of the time because <laughs> now the defensive linemen, they're slipping, they're sliding around a little bit. But uh, not saying that, you know, the Chiefs didn't play well, but that that has a part in it as well. Um, I, I thought the Chiefs' O-line was uh, probably the most underrated group of, of that whole game. Yeah. I mean, the way that they controlled Philly and – uh, didn't allow, you know, any big hits, didn't allow any sacks, didn't allow – because, you know, Mahomes was – he was still limp, limping around a little bit on that ankle. Right. I mean, I know he escaped a couple times, had one nice, you know, 28-yard run, whatever it was, but uh, their offensive line did an outstanding job. And I think that that might have been, you know, the the most probably untalked-about thing the last couple weeks right. was the Chiefs' offensive line. They are really good. They put a lot of resources – into that offensive line. Yep. You know, when you look at the left tackle, Trent Brown bringing over from uh, New England, giving him a big con- – same thing with Joe Tooney, the the left guard. Creed Humphrey, who's a young uh, center they took, uh, you know, in the second round. Of, like they, They've spent a lot of the last four or five years uh, building their offense, uh, offensive lineup as well. Uh, Philly just – you know, they get a little bit more of the credit based off the type of offense they run. But uh, I think those guys probably took it personal. They probably knew that – 
you know, if we're going to win this game, we're going to have to, you know, shut everybody up and shut down that that defensive line for Philly. And and they did. Mahomes didn't get sacked one time, and that was the difference. I mean, I know Hurts didn't get hit much either, but you know, big play in that game. You know, the just dropped the ball. You know, goes back for a touchdown. It yeah. was like that. Just man. yeah, but you know, it was a bigger play. The play by the idiot guard on the Eagles. Play <laughs> play before false start. Oh, the false. Yeah, because <laughs> they would have got. They probably yeah. would have got the first down with that formation. <laughs> they, they just are unstoppable yeah. on the quarterback sneak. And then the next play was one hurts messed up. On. Well, it was a barely a false start though, right? Yeah, it was barely a hold, barely a false start. No, 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 no. That was a false start. <laughs> that was a false start. That ball's right there. What are you moving for? <laughs> no, that was a false start. Yeah. Uh-huh. It then, was. A, it was a great. It was a great game, and I thought really, it really capped off a great postseason yeah. and, uh, and a great uh, you know regular season for the NFL. Not much, um, you know, controversy so to so to say uh, over the last couple months with the NFL, which. In my mind, that's that's always a, a, it's a good, win. good ending. It's always a win. Let's go to the phones, 248-539-9797. Crips, Crips, Chris from Ypsilanti. <laughs> You're a 97 yes, on the ticket. Uh, hey, fellas. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yes. All right, so quick question. Uh, you guys were talking about the coaching adjustments. I was wondering, what are your thoughts? You know, Eric Bieniemy has been playing, calling the plays for the Chiefs for the last few years now, been high-powered offense. And uh, you can see from the interviews after the Super Bowl that, Andy Reid's trying to support him as best he can, but he's only got, uh, I think, one head coaching interview this offseason. Uh, do you guys think he's going to land a head coaching job anytime soon? If not, what do you guys think the holdup is? Because it seems like he's qualified. Well, Chris, I think the big question is, is he really the one calling the plays for Kansas City, or is it Andy Reid? Uh, well, Andy Reid has been pretty public that it's Eric Bieniemy calling the plays. I mean, he's. I mean, I can only go based off of what Andy says. Right? And, so. and those routes that TJ was talking about, I understand. On Saturday night, he they they went through this amazing film study that Philly gave up one of those touchdowns to former yep. Lion Jamal Agnew in the Jacksonville game that they yeah, played like week four. Yes, and they said if this situation, this is what we're going to do. And that yep. was all Bieniemy supposedly. I don't know why he hasn't gotten a job. Prior to this year, and right. two, three years ago, when they made their initial Super Bowl run, yep. and you know, often you hear coordinators on Super Bowl championship teams getting plucked as head coaches, and he just he's interviewed. It just it hasn't come to fruition. And it looks like, if we believe what is out there, that the two losing coordinators from Sunday might get head coaching jobs within this week. Yeah, uh, the offensive coordinator. Of the Eagles going to the Colts, and uh, again in the defensive coordinator, maybe going to the Arizona Cardinals. We yeah. will see. And I, I don't know what uh, Bienemy. I know a couple years ago when his name first started getting hot, and I don't want to. I, I don't know if this is the reason. I don't want to, you know, crap on the guy. But th- there were some report. Like I, I don't know the exact specifics, but there was something in the past that yes. was when he was younger. Yeah. And I think people it came to the spotlight and kind of probably freaked. I don't know if it was, you know. The worst thing in the world, like I said, I can't remember right away, but that just I remember that happening. But it's just like the, it's it's does he fit the trend of you know what's going on well, now? As offensive far as mind, yeah, right, yeah but, young white offensive minds. Well, no, no, he but, doesn't fit that, that trend. How old is Bienemy though? Right, he's been around a long time. I mean, is he? I'm just saying. A lot of times right. now, you look at hey, who's like the 33, 35, 30, the right. young. Bright guy, you know what I mean, and I think Bieniemy is a hell of a coach, and yes. I think the players uh, all like, speak like, like incredibly him. highly of him. And Andy Reid 
it sounds like he's trying to do everything possible to right. help him. It might be uh, better for him. He's fifty three because I think his contract yep. is, is up now. I believe people say it might be better for him to go somewhere else and be an offensive coordinator with a different team and have success, and then people they won't be able to say the Andy Reid. Go, yeah, well, right. right, because he does live under that shadow a yes. little bit. Andy no. Reid is considered the you know one of the hot, best offensive. Uh, Play callers, designers, and unfortunately, he's just in that shadow right now. Our telephone number, 248-539-9797. We'll look ahead to the Lions 2023. Get TJ's reaction to that mock draft we were talking about as well. 97 won the ticket.